Coming up from the Davio Whitney Arena on this Tuesday, we have the head coach Landon Bussey program here on 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. Charles Edmond here with our producer Cedric Tillman and Jamario Brooks. I'm in the pink for breast cancer awareness. Uh, they had that on Saturday, and uh, you see that all over the country, and I'm rocking that here on this Tuesday. Glad you can join us. For the Landon Bussey program, big win by the Braves in grand fashion. The Braves are hot, still in first place, and playing well right now. Let's talk some Braves basketball. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. Big win by the Braves over Jackson State, a team that won right here, and the Braves return the favor. And now we move on to Texas Southern and Prairie View, two teams and Landon Bussey's prediction that he made about uh, one of the Texas teams is coming true. We'll talk about that as Texas Southern and Prairie View comes in on the next homestand. Prairie View here on Saturday. And next Monday, right here on HBCU Go, it will be Texas Southern coming in here. Two teams trying to make the top eight. The standings are convoluted at the bottom. Texas Southern, Prairie View scrambling. Uh, Alabama A&M, Bethune-Cookman at the bottom there. You got four teams for maybe three spots. And Texas Southern and Prairie View, two of those teams trying to make the top eight. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jackson State with head coach Landon Bussey. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. Tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. We'll take a timeout here. We'll be back after this with the Landon Bussey program. In one minute, this is Braves Basketball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it all the time. What are we going to do if we lose the house? It's time to stop thinking and start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one -on -one advice about your mortgage options. We've helped over a million homeowners, and we want to help you. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. And WPRL 91.7 FM. Southwest Electric wants you to be aware of scams. There are several ways scammers attempt to gain your personal information. One way is to threaten disconnection of a utility if immediate payment is not made. We may contact you to remind you that payment is due, but we will never request personal information. If you suspect a scam, hang up, call Southwest Electric, and report it to the police. Southwest Electric, serving our cooperative members for over 80 years. An equal opportunity provider and employer. Welcome back to the Land and Bussy program right here on the Braves Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL at WPRL.org. You can text a question, 601 301 2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. You can give us a call, 601-877-6595. Let's talk Braves basketball with head coach Landon Bussey. The Braves are in first place, remain that way, and took care of Jackson State 75-60. to 60. It was a much bigger advantage than that. Uh, but the Braves dominated. You talk about a dominating performance. We'll talk about it with Braves head coach Landon Bussey. Coach, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. You have been crying, belly aching, preaching, talking, I'm not going to say, well, maybe a little cussing and fussing about a dominant performance. You've been talking about that for weeks now. Is it safe to say that the Jackson game checked all the boxes? Um, I think absolutely. Absolutely. I think it has. Um, I think that we did a great job of just coming out, playing a complete basketball game, offensively and defensively. So, um, I was proud about how we got out there and competed, how we got out there and played. So, um, proud about my guys. You know, with coming off the Florida swing, and the Jackson game was the third game of three in a row on the road. Coach Kilbert kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, how that Florida trip. Now, this was a, that was my first Florida trip. I didn't make it last year because I had COVID. Caught it the day before the trip last year. 
but that's a that's not an easy trip. You know, you fly to either Tallahassee or Daytona, you make the four and a half hour ride, you know, either way on the other end of it, and then the trip home, whether you're flying home or whatever the case. That was my first uh, foray with the Florida Swing. It's not an easy trip. I mean, it's, it's 180 miles. You talk about Alabama State, Alabama A&M. You talk about Grambling Southern. Um, you know, you talk about Valley, uh, UAPB. Uh, but that, that Florida Swing is not easy because you're flying and then you're busing and then you're on a, you know, you're on Eastern time. So you have to keep all that in mind. Just, just talk about trying to make that adjustment in terms of adjusting to, new, to a different time zone, the travel for that Florida Swing. That's my first time with it. This is your second go around with it. Uh, was it any difference? Was it, is it a tougher swing than, you know, some of the other swings that we look at in conference? Yeah, it's tough just because, um, you know, you got to fly the day before. Um, you get down there, now you got to get on the bus. I mean, besides that trip, um, that's the only trip you're going to fly to. So um, it was, it's pretty tough. But most of anything, it's tough just because of the environment, um, two good basketball teams, well-coached teams. So that's that's the toughest part is going on the road um, against a well-coached team and knowing that everybody you're going to get everybody's best shot. Um, and also to mention, you know, you're, you're short-handed. So um, that's the toughest is just trying to find a way to win on the road, getting everybody's best shot, and why you're short-handed. So coming back from uh, from Tallahassee, I arrived uh, about nine, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I arrived at Jackson early. Your team did the same. So just the week of preparation leading into Jackson State, getting over the jet lag, and you have Tuesdays off, and then getting back with it on Wednesday. How was the preparation that week for the big rivalry game? Because Jackson had won three in a row. They were hot. They lost the game to Valley in overtime, but then they they hand they manhandled Bethune Cookman, beat Florida A&M. So they were they were hot coming in. Uh, so you know, talk about the work leading up to Jackson State. You you felt pretty good about it. Yeah, I think we had a great week of preparation. Great week of preparation, great week of guys locked in and focused, um, understanding game plan, paying attention to details, encouraging each other, being positive. Um, that's the biggest thing right now is continue to be positive, um, play, play close attention to details, and just following the game plan. I think we did a great job of that last week. How, how, um, how has that – you talk about the positivity and just the attitude of being, you know, straightforward and positive despite sometimes negative circumstances – We've had some tough losses, as we know. The Southern loss was tough. The Jackson loss here was tough. Just staying positive, staying locked in, despite you know the bumps in the road. You talked about being shorthanded. How the, the chatter amongst the players and staying positive and keeping it on the up and up. I know it starts with you, but the players have to have to feel that as well. How, how has how has how has your players handled that? I think it's been good. I think overall, collectively, it's been good. We have been doing a good job of just. Um, responding after a loss. Uh, first loss was against Jackson State. We was able to run off six in a row. Second loss against Southern was able to run off six in a row again. So now we just want to continue to build. We want to continue to keep the streak going. Um, but how are we going to do that? We're going to do that by practicing hard every day, um, paying attention to details, and um, everyone having a positive attitude. Well, going into Jackson State, the Jackson State game on Saturday. It was a good crowd, a lot of energy. Uh, I thought we, we did well at the start. We built a 19-6 to lead. We were up by 13, and Jackson had an 8-0 run. You know, talk about how we started the game, and what was the key? What is the different things that we had to do with Jackson State this second go-round as compared to what happened right here? Um, not much we really wanted to change. We felt as though um, if you're up four points, um, with 20 seconds to go, you're supposed to win that game. So uh, one thing we did, we did want to do a better job is our post presence. Um, got on my post players to really challenge them um, to get out here and be physical. Um, I think they got outworked the first game here. Um, one guy had 26 points. So we did a lot of different drills and things like that, working on three-quarter in the post, working on, working on their duck-ins, um, and just try to get more physical and uh, beef up the post a little bit by being tougher. So that was our main concern is making sure. I know the guards are going to be ready, not too concerned about them, but I wanted to make sure my post players was ready for the um, for their post players and making sure we're the physical ones, make sure that we're going to do the hitting first. Um, just make sure overall that we're just better that day. To me, you haven't really talked about that a lot. You're, you're hard on Byron Joshua. You're, you're hard on your guards. But just your, your post, the Jeremiah Kendall's, the – 
the Ladarius Marshalls inside, the Sean Walkers inside, the Dontrell McCorders inside. You don't talk a lot about that, you know, just being tough in the post. How have they collectively as a unit gelled and, and bonded inside? I think we do. I think we did a solid job um, for the most part for most of our games. We don't really – well, the problem is that the, the SWAC is a guard-dominant league. So, I mean, you don't have a lot of, you know, post players where they're getting the ball into an inside. Of course, you got um, those post players over at Jackson State. You know, you got a post player at Prairie View. You got a post player at Grambling and Texas Southern. But besides that, most of the stuff is going to be on the guard perimeter. So, um, but that game was specifically about who was going to be tougher in the paint, who was going to be more physical in the paint. And um, I got on my players, um, challenged them, and they responded. So I think that um, we um, played more physical. They was more dominant in the paint than they were. We got to a 19-6 to start. Talk about how we were able to do that. Um, just defense, getting stops. That was the biggest thing, getting stops. And on offensive, the ball was moving a lot better. It wasn't sticking. Sometimes, you know, these guys get a little selfish and the ball starts to stick. Um, you don't find an open man. But I think that the ball was just moving a lot better. Um, I think everybody was getting in the rhythm. Everybody was getting in the flow. Um, Byron does a, did a good job of getting downhill, um, kicking out to O, kicking out to DK, dropping off to JK, those type of things like that. Uh, once Byron's getting downhill and he's not turning the ball over, we're very dangerous because he's able to find guys and get everybody involved. When you talk about downhill, coaches all over the world in, in the game of basketball talk about getting downhill. For the novice basketball fan, what does that mean? Um, you know, you don't want to go east to west. You want to go north to south. You want to go, you know, right to the basket. North to south is right to the basket. So you want to get, get downhill as far as getting to that basket. You don't want to be shying away going east and west, letting guys bump you off your uh, your straight line drive, making making guys um, change your plans of which way you want to go. Um, you want to get downhill, meaning you're going north and south. Well, the Braves were off to a 19-6 start in the game, and one of the big players that helped make that happen was D.K. Thorne. An interesting story there, Coach. He wasn't at practice on Friday. Uh, some family issues there. Got back late and was able to make a, an immediate impact. I mean, that, that's, that says a whole heck of a lot, you know, having to deal with some family stuff in Texas or wherever he was and coming back. To just share that story there because there was a chance that uh, D.K. Thorne might not have played on Saturday. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't know, you know, what he was going to do. Um, he hasn't been in practice pretty much that whole week. Um, and he decided to come back uh, Friday night. Um, he texted me when he got back on campus. I think he got back like around 2 a.m. Decided to come back and um, wanted to help the team um, take another step to win the championship. Um, he performed. I mean, he's a guy who, um, you, you know, he could catch on to a game plan and a scouting report pretty quick. You could tell him one time he'll know it. So told him who he's going to be guarding him, told him what, you know, what his strength was, what his weakness was, um, how he want to guard him. And he stepped right in and did it. That's the second player. Remember last year um, with Agnew, you know, having a, a, a family situation. And, and when that happens, you give the player whatever the space they need, whatever time that they need to handle their family business. And if they come back, fine. If they don't, you understand. It's kind of a delicate balance in that situation, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, definitely want to give them the space and give them the support and um, want to make sure they have a clear here and whatever they decide to do, I support it. We were able to pull away, Coach, in that first half, leading by 17. Talk about the key there because Jackson had an 8-0 run. It was 19-6 to and then 19-14. to I think they cut it to three at one point, you know, 24-21, I think, and then we, we kind of we kind of pulled away. We led by 17. We pulled away in the last maybe six, seven minutes of that first half. Talk about the key there and how we were able to pull away. I think it was just collectively everybody was on the same page defensively. We did a great job defensively, um, flying around, getting deflections, um, remembering their plays, jumping to their spots before they jumped to their spot to take away their actions, um, just talking, communicating, trying to get deflections. And then we made shots. I mean, that was the first time in a while we made shots. Um, we haven't made shots really at all this year. Um, have, have, have you been concerned about that? Is, I mean, yeah, it's, knowing it's, that it's defense first, but the shot making, if you can lock teams down defensively, do you worry about 
the shot making, knowing that you can stop teams defensively? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're missing Wildman shots and you're shooting the ball, you know, every game one for 15, every game five for 22 from the three, it's tough. It's tough for your defense to even get rolling because you can't even get ahead because you're not making Wildman shots. And we are we're aware of that a lot of teams are going to start playing the zone. So we expect, you know, Prairie View to play his own um, Saturday. Um, Jack State played a little bit of zone, but we was making shots. Palm Bluff, of course, going to play zone. But, you know, I was, you know, we making shots like that, and our defense is clicking. We're clicking on all cylinders. We're hard to beat. We shot 60% in the first half, 17 of 28, six triples. So the 17 field goals, about a third of them were from beyond the arc. The, the, the basket looked like it was the size of the Mississippi River, the way we were, we were knocking it down, especially from beyond the arc. Yeah, we did a great job making shots. Um, did an unbelievable job. DK, O, hit some big shots. Mike hit a big shot at the top of the key. Um, Byron hit a three. You know, we just did a great job of just, you know, settling down, um, getting our feet set, having some balance, having some base, and making a shot. I tell you guys all the time, you guys are Division One athletes. Um, you know, when you're open, you're expected to make the shot. Was there a lot of speech in the locker room or very little, considering how good we played? I mean, you might as well could have just stayed on the court. It was just you were just that good in the first half. What was the speech, if any, at halftime? Oh, yeah, it was a speech at halftime. <laughs> um, it was a speech at halftime. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, got on my guys pretty tough at halftime um, because I, I know how these guys are. These guys will take the foot their foot off the gas pretty soon. Um, they will let other teams get involved. They will, you know, start to get out the game plan. It was, they, will, they, will, they won't focus. So we just had a conversation letting them know the first five minutes. You know, first five minutes we could put the team away. We said, you know, we pretty much said that, you know, we could put this team away. You know, we didn't know if they was built like that. We, you know, punch them in the mouth again for the next five minutes. How would they respond? Um, so that was the thing. Let's go back out here and let's punch these guys in the mouth. Let's be physical the first five minutes. Let's see how they respond. Let's see if they're tough enough to respond. Um, and I challenged them guys, you know, put on the board, score 0-0. Zero, zero. It's 0-0 zero, zero right now at halftime. So now we got to find a way to jump out on these guys the first five minutes. Let's, let's, let's maintain our focus. Let's be disciplined. Let's stay poised. Let's follow the game plan. Let's follow the scouting report. Um, let's continue to do what we're doing. Um, but we got to punch these guys in the mouth the first five minutes. You caused Mo Williams to burn three timeouts in the flow. He burned a timeout when it was 4 nothing. I think a couple of other timeouts in which you had runs going, he had to burn timeouts there as well. So that just shows you how, how well things were clicking because you – you typically don't call timeouts in the flow like that. You kind of let things play, maybe wait for the media timeouts. I think maybe one game in conference it was 4 nothing or something. You call the early timeout, make some early subs. But you caused uh, Mo Williams to call three early timeouts in the flow of the game, not wait for the media because you, you were really on it to where he had to stop momentum and he had to call some timeouts there. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to um, get on the run um, so, you know, teams could use their timeouts. Um, so late in the game, you know, hopefully, you know, if it comes down to a minute or whatever the case may be, they don't have any timeouts. Yeah. So that's what you want to do is try to, you know, get ahead early, um, you know, be on top of be, be on top of guys to where as though they have to respond by regrouping and calling timeout. We were knocking down the outside shot, clearly. But inside, I mean, I, I was really impressed with Manziel, big kid, Ramel Manziel inside. I thought he had a decent game here. Uh, we kind of took him out of things there. We were able to get what we wanted in, in the paint, Coach. Uh, we, when you look at the boards, 26-25, to me, I mean, that's the stats say 26-25. I thought we would – I thought at least we would have a double-digit rebound advantage there. Did, did it seem that way to you, the way we were handling the boards? I thought we was getting kicked on the glass. You didn't <laughs> okay. see all the off-rebound we gave up in the first half? <laughs> I was saying overall. Yeah, o um, overall, I thought it was kind of one, one and done, you know, to, to me. One, one and done what? One, one shot and done. Who? Us <laughs> or them? Them. No way. <laughs> so 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 the numbers reflect what, what you were thinking. We got – we they kicked our butt on the glass that first half. I just I, – I went back and watched the film. I just saw two, three possession when they got three rebounds, office rebounds. So, um, you know, nah, they, they, they did a good job of crashing the glass. I, I'm not sure where it was. I think they had 12 office rebounds. They did. Um, but technically they probably had about 17 probably. So if there was one thing that 
probably wasn't as pleasing was the fact that the boards were what what they were. Plus, we were plus one there. It, it, were you absolutely pleased at that, or still work in progress there? Yeah, I was pleased um, with how we responded in the second half, first half. No, but I don't. Um, I think we got to do a better job of not fouling. Now we fouled them too much. We're doing. We're, we're fouling too much. We're too aggressive. We're fouling, battling guys out. Um, late shot clock. And we just sit up there and go foul a guy and just send him to the free throw line when we are doing a great possession defensively and then we foul. Um, so that's one thing we want to clean up today is um, making sure these guys are defending without fouling. That, that, that got me thinking about just how you are as a coach in terms of high motor, high energy all the time. And your team plays with that high motor, high energy all the time. But then there's a time in which, like you said, defending without fouling, throttling down just a little. So, obviously, it's unacceptable not to go hard, but then you're playing hard and fast. The middle ground, where, where are you on the middle ground of it? Because the middle ground is where you can kind of take it or leave it. Is there a middle ground there to where, like you said, play without fouling, and that way you don't put teams on the free throw line, but just you're going 90 miles an hour which is a little bit over the speed limit, but still okay. But then you don't want to go 30 miles an hour. So, like, 55 is kind of the midway point just to try to find that balance. Is that is that something that you think about? Because you coach them hard, you work them hard, and you're aggressive in playing defense without fouling. Does, does that concern you in terms of just finding that middle ground where you don't have to worry about, you know, fouling so much and putting things on the line? Yeah, well, you want to be tough. You want to be physical. You want to want to do a good job of that without fouling. You know, you don't want to take away the tenacity on defensive end. But we got to be smarter. We got to understand when that shot clock is running down, okay, now we, we got to lighten up a little bit. When it's when that thing goes into five seconds, okay, we got to lighten up. can't be so physical um, because we don't want to bail these guys out at the great defensive possession. So that was the biggest thing is not fouling late in the, late in the shot clock. Um, a lot of times we're just fouling guys and um, – Three seconds left on the shot clock, and we foul. You know, so it's just going to take a lot of um, more practice and preparation, and guys being more disciplined and understanding. Once that shot clock coming down, let's go ahead and, and, and lighten up a little bit. Um, we can still be smart, be physical, um, but we cannot reach in. We can't. Got to get these guys space to land. Got to keep your hands vertical, um, so you won't pick up a late foul. Jackson State at home shot 39 percent. What made the defense so good Saturday? We're up by as much as 28 with 10 minutes left. We dominated as far as that was concerned. What impressed you so much about how we locked in defensively? I think it was just the practice, the preparation leading up to the game. We did a great job of just focus. Um, everybody was locked in. Everybody was asking questions. Everybody was just engaged. Um, and when you're like that, um, you have a chance because, you, you know, you know these guys, they know their plays. Um, when you got guys who already know Jackson's four or five Jackson State plays, and of course the coaches, my coaches need to know about seven or eight of their plays. But if you got players who already know four or five of their plays and they calling it out, this is this, this is this, this is this, um, you hit it in the right direction. Braves win 75 to 60. Four players in double figures, Coach. We talked about Thorne, 18 points. Uh, Jeremiah Kendall with 17 you know, that matchup with uh, Manziel, I thought Kendall got to wherever he wanted in the paint. Yeah, I think that he was the best post player um, on the court that night. Um, he was very dominant in the paint, scoring at a very high level, very efficient. Um, I think he did a good job of defending as well, too. What's what's the next level for Jeremiah Kendall's game? What did he need to improve in? Yeah. The defense. The defense, he struggles defensively bad. On ball screens, the defense struggles. Um, so he knows that we're working with him. Um, he got a lot better since he got here. But um, he has his moments where he just um, he falls asleep defensively. Um, he has his moments where sometimes he just gives up on ball screen. So we're working on it. But that's the biggest thing. Once he once he gets in a situation to where as though he is defending that ball screen and he is getting up and he's hard hedging, um, it's going to be hard to bring him off the court. But right now he's struggling. He struggles at times to really defend. And then uh, Otis Walker with 13 points. He just seems to be getting back to the Otis Walker of old. Not really. Are you hard on him in terms of getting him back to the Otis Walker that, that we know or you just know, being the veteran that he is, he will eventually get there? 
I'm hard on all of them. <laughs> um, I think you see how it is in practice. Anybody can get it. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, I'm hard on them because I have high expectations for them. If I didn't expect anything out of you, you know, if I didn't plan on playing you, I wouldn't be, you know, coaching as hard as I can. But, yes, I'm, you know, he's probably, I'm probably, I'm not, I'm hard on him not because of getting him back the way he's supposed to be. I'm hard on him because um, sometimes he loses focus. And, um, you know, if he misses a shot, it take him out of his game where he needs to be mentally tough and um, still being able to respond. We're, we're watching, for those that are watching on the stream, good, good drop-off there. Talk about uh, Byron Joshua, Coach, as a passer. We know what he can do. He can score the basketball. You're very comfortable. You've talked about this. You're comfortable with the ball in his hands. But his ability to distribute the basketball, see the floor, and just get other people involved. Talk about that with him. Yeah, Byron's a guy who can score at all three levels when he's clicking. Um, he get downhill. Um, I think that he's the best point guard in the league. He's tough. Um, he practices hard every day. He talks. He can make open shot. He'll defend your best player. Um, I think he's the best point guard in the league. And, um, you know, without him, um, you know, you know, I, I don't know where we'd be right now. He's the engine to this program. Um, everything um, follows him. I mean, he, he don't get all the, the credit. You know, of course, because you got D.J. Bruton, who's the guy who can score at all three levels. Um and DJ Bruton is a guy who can really fill it up, and he gets a lot of the, the spotlight because how well he can score the ball. And then you, you know, you got Dre who can score it as well too. So he gets a lot of the spotlight. And then you got J.K. who can score it. But this program is built off of guys like Byron, tough, downhill, physical, compete. I mean, you're not going to punk that dude. You're not going to punk him. No point guard is just going to punk him. And so sometimes he get you know in his own way um, with um, getting too um, aggressive and too, um, I don't want to put it, just too, too, um, sometimes he get too competitive in that one-on-one -on -one battle that nobody's going to punk me and it start to translate over. He might get attacked or he might do something to try to go one-on-one -on -one basketball. But to me personally, um, I think he's the best point guard in this league and I don't think he get a, enough credit. We're looking at down trouble quarters. Nice dish into into Ladarius Marshall. I think it's the third or maybe fourth game in a row he's he's had a dunk. And you talk about his improvement in the post to go along with the other post. What's the biggest improvement with Ladarius Marshall's game? Um, just how hard he's playing right now. He's been tough. He's been physical. He's protecting the rim. He's rebounding. Um, he's not just standing watching. I mean, he's getting after it. Um, he's setting good screens. He's stepping up on ball screens. I mean, he's just doing an uh, unbelievable job of just throwing his body around, being physical, um, using his body and athleticism. So, I mean, he's doing an unbelievable job right now. Are you surprised at how good he, he is right now in the post, how you can just go to him and he's going to get – I mean, on the Florida swing, there were two or three possessions in those close games in which he left the floor, keeping balls alive, back taps. Are you just surprised at his development this at, at this pace right now? Absolutely. I mean, those two uh, Florida games, I mean, he pretty much helped us single-handedly win those games defensively. Same thing at Gramlin. At Gramlin. I mean, he was a force. He was a force. Um, and the other night against Jack State, he was a force. So, you know, him, he's got to come every day, just throw his body around. That's all you got to do is throw your body around, be physical, and go out there and rebound and protect the rim. We're talking with Braves head coach Landon Bussey. Coach, we won that game, led by as many as 28. We won by 15 despite three of four from the free throw line on the road. You know, typically that, that number, you know, when you only get to the line four times, unless you're shooting lights out or some other stuff, typically uh, different things type of happen at the end. But we won that game dominant and only getting to the line four times. Yeah, um, we only got to the line. I think that, you know, we just making a lot of shots, shot a lot of threes. Was, you know, we was hot. Um, I think that we was getting downhill, drop-offs, getting get a lot of easy points. So I think that they did a good job of just defending without fouling. Um, but, of course, we want to do a better job of not settling for jump shots, continue to get, do what we're good at as far as getting to the basket, get to the free throw line. We won this game, Coach, without, obviously, Keandre Montgomery didn't play, uh, Dominic Bruton didn't play. I mean, it's just this next man up mentality that your team has. I mean, it's it's pretty infectious. It's just there is no, like you said, the train's not going to stop rolling. And, you know, we 
what, one game here, we're minus three players, and we're still, still able to get it done. I mean, how do you sell that? How do you continue to sell that to your team? Because Dominic Brute is still slow in coming back. Today at practice, uh, Trevor Wade didn't didn't give give us a lot. I don't know what his status is. We're still a few days away from the games here. But just how do, how do you keep selling that next man up mentality? Because that is hard. That's, that's a tough thing to do for players because you're relying on certain guys, but they're not there, and it's just the pressure of stepping up. I mean, it's, it's no pressure um, for them. I mean, I, I don't understand how it's pressure. All you got to do is get out there and play hard. only thing you have to do is get out there and play hard. You get out there and play hard, you'll give yourself a chance to win, no matter who you are, what position. Um, if it's Mike, if it's J.K., Dontrell, just get out there and you play hard. And when you get out there and you play hard, you give yourself a chance to win. But, of course, right now, I mean, it's, it's a sport. You know, a lot of guys' teams are shorthanded, but we don't want to make excuses. We don't want um, to fall short. We don't want any let-ups. We want to find a way to continue to build. We want to find a way to hang another banner. So um, I ask these all, guys all the time, I mean, what's important? I mean, you got two options, man. You, you can find an excuse or you can get the job done. Those are the only two options. You can find an excuse or you can get the job done. And hopefully these guys are up for the challenge as far as getting the job done. I'm at practice, and you, the back and forth between <laughs> – I mean, but back and forth between you and your players, you don't want to hear it. The bottom line is I tell people this often. Landon Bussy doesn't want to hear it. Whatever, whatever the reason is, you don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear your excuses, <laughs> your explanations of why you couldn't get the job done. I, I don't want to hear it. Um, if you can't do it, that's fine. Just step to the side and let me find somebody who can do it. I don't want to hear why you didn't rotate, why you didn't get back on defense, why you didn't set a good screen, why you didn't cut. I don't – I mean – I don't want to hear your excuses, explanations. Um, get the job done or, or you don't. It's, it's very simple. There's no in-between. And if you can't get the job done, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. But just prepare that I'm going to go in a different direction. Braves win 75-60, to 60, Coach. After, and I knew this was coming after the game or towards the end. It was a, yell, a loud yell and you were applauding the fan, our fans that were sitting behind the team's bench. It was a good turnout. I knew that was coming. I thought it would probably be in the locker room. Uh, but I, I knew that was coming just, you know, getting back and getting staying on course, staying on track, staying on message. It's always tough to win on the road. Jackson was hot. They won three in a row. Uh, but that, that, was a, that was a good one. I know it felt good on the ride home. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a rivalry game. Um, another game for us to take a step to try to win a championship. Um, a team that we lost to the first time. You know, being shorthanded and guys had to really double up with minutes. Guys had to really double up with um, really understanding the scout report. Really had to, you know, guard without fouling because we don't have that many um, guys right now who I feel comfortable with that could come in and defend at a very high level. So guys had to double up on minutes. I mean, you know, of course I don't want to play Byron 37 minutes and um, DK 37 minutes. And, you know, I don't want to play them guys that many minutes. I want to keep their minutes right up by about 27. And so um, it's just excited, you know, to see them guys being able to double up on their minutes and still find a way to be successful. So are you – do you watch minutes? Are you cognizant of that or just, just look at the flow of the game as it goes and if somebody has to play 36 minutes or 37 just because of the flow of the game, so so be it. But are you are you a minutes-a-game watcher? Right now I'm not because I, I don't have a choice. I, I don't have a choice to, to really, you know – we don't have, you know, we're not healthy right now. So I, I really don't have a choice. But if we're full strength, yes, definitely want to watch their minutes. Don't want nobody over 30 minutes because um, I feel like they, they're playing their hardest. They're sprinting and flying around when they're, when they're, when they're fresh. And, you know, playing a pace that I want to play, is, is, it's impossible to play like that for 30-something minutes. So, absolutely. Um, I don't want anybody over 30 minutes. I want all them guys um, anywhere between 20 and 28 minutes. Um, I think we're deep like that. We got enough depth to be able to um, manage guys' minutes and guys able to um, play at a very high level. And we can still be successful with you know guys only playing 28 minutes to 20. You, you talked about Byron Joshua and you, you keep the ball in his hands. You, you talked about the turnovers kind of late in the game. You know, just just the turnover aspect, protecting the basketball, ball security. Talk about that with him. All the good things that he does, you have talked about the turnovers at times. 
still working through him and with him on that. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he had a, a few turnovers late in the game um, this other day. Um, and so I think he had about six turnovers, but a lot of them, two, two, three of them came late. So, yeah, still working with him. Um, he's getting better day by day. Um, the more moments he is, the more film he watch, he'll, he'll get better. He's continued. I mean, like I said, I think he's the best point guard in the league. Have high expectations for him. So um, he'll continue to work, and I feel I'm very, very confident with him with the ball. What What has impressed me is, and you preach defense first, but offensively, you know, we're second in the league in scoring behind the Jaguars. There's not much of a difference now between the number one team scoring team in the league in Southern and us, maybe a point or two difference now in conference games. Did you expect your offense to be this efficient considering all the work that you put in on the defensive end that might take a little bit of energy away on the offensive end, averaging over 70 a game in conference? And I'm just – I'm impressed with how night after night we're going to get – you know, Florida A&M here with 57-47. But other than that, I mean, in the 70s, you know, high-scoring games, when you looked at this roster, did you expect this team to be as efficient and high-scoring as it has been in conference? Well, you know, I don't know. Um, but the biggest thing is is I think that you a lot of your offensive stuff – I'm sorry, a lot of your de defensive stuff could come from um, – you can get it on the offensive end. What I mean by that is if you're physical on the defensive end, you're beating guys up, you're beating them up on the, on the defensive end. When you get back on the offensive end, hopefully they're taking a little rest because um, that's why you want to be so physical. You really want to, you know, jam guys up. You want to be physical boxing out guys. You want to beat guys up. Um, you know, it all depends, like, you know, how, what referees we get. Um, some referees let us play. Some referees, you know, it all depends what crew you got. So we, we have to – base our intensity on, on the crew we get. But when it's a physical game and um, they're letting us play and we're able to beat guys up, um, now I think that on the offensive end, um, I think that hopefully they're, they're resting. And now we're setting good screens. Now we're getting downhill. We're finding out guys, giving the ball to J.K. We're giving the ball to, you know, Dontrell, um, Crunchy. So the biggest thing is trying to beat them up on, on the defensive end and hopefully on the offensive end we're able to um, – Get some easy shots. Of course, we're we're looking at the uh, we're looking at the, the final handshake line there. Former of uh, one of your number one your number one assistant Tyler Adams is now at Jackson State. Uh, how often do you talk to uh, Co Coach Adams? You know he was here. He helped establish things along with you with this program, and then he left last year to go to uh, Jackson State. Do you talk to Coach Adams that much? Oh yeah, I talk to him. You know, twice a week. You know, sometimes three times a week, or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, I think they're doing a great job over there. I think he has them guys, um, the post players, playing hard. Um, they're physical. I mean, he's doing a great job of just developing the post players at Jackson State. Of course, we got the win here, and uh, we got a text question um, about that just after the game here. Just didn't like the fact that the way it ended. It was nothing, nothing negative or egregious. It's just the fact that they came here and celebrated here and how we had a four-point lead with 23 seconds left. That that obviously didn't set well with you or or anybody around here. Just the fact that how that game ended in the final seconds. No, I didn't like how the game ended. You know, I didn't think we did a good job preparing. I didn't. Think, I mean, our preparation wasn't there in the last two three minutes of the game. We made a lot of uh, minimal mistakes, a lot of breakdowns. Um, like I said, it started my staff and I, so I wasn't happy with the, how the game ended. And of course, you know, they were excited, Jackson State. So then they did it. You know, just celebrated and, and wanted to enjoy the win. Um, I thought I think that they, you know, probably thought that, you know, the game was probably pretty much over. I think a lot of people did. Um, when you're up four points with 16 seconds, 20 seconds to go, you expect to win that game. Um, but we didn't do a good job of closing out the game. wasn't happy the way it ended. So just wanted to go down on the road um, and find a way to um, not get swept. And you've talked about this before, of uh, the fact that that game was won for the first time in all the times that we've talked in which you basically said after that game, I have to look myself in the mirror. And the Southern game, too, uh, looking at yourself. Was was the Southern game that way, too, in the, in the way we were down 18, we came back, cut it to three, and just trying to uh, revamp and evaluate? Was it the Jackson game more so or the Southern game more so, which you had to kind of look within to see what you can do and your staff can do to help improve things? I think both. You know, the biggest thing is um, 
when we're not clicking all cylinders, I want to, you know, see what am I doing wrong not to get these guys to where they need to be. Um, with, the, with the Jackson State game, it was just the last um, three, four minutes. Uh, we didn't do a good job of um, putting them guys in the right situation to finish out the game. Now, with the Southern game, I just think that we didn't do a good job of um, making them sure them guys start out strong, didn't do a good job of making sure we managing their emotions, and um, overall just finding a way to get get over the hump. So both of those games, um, um, we went back to the drawing board, had a meeting with my staff, and you know just trying to just continue to put these guys in, in the best place to be successful. If there's one thing right now with your team, I mean we're hot right now. Uh, we seem to catch teams on the upswing. We caught Jackson when they were hot. We caught Bethune Cookman when they were hot. Uh, we caught Pine Bluff, you know, when they were hot a little bit. What's the one thing that we have to do? you know, uh, off the court to kind of stay in the moment and realize, and you said it in practice today, we hadn't done a thing. You know, we're trying to protect first place, and you have to be even hungrier. What, what's, what's the one big or the two big things that we have to do at this point as we get down the stretch? Um, don't get in any trouble off the court. Um, continue to stay humble. You know, taking care of your academics. And um, coming in practice every day with a chip on your shoulder. What does – and, and the word humble means different things to different people. So for Landon Bussey, for you, when you're talking about being humble, because I've heard you say that quite a bit, what, what is your definition of that in terms of the basketball aspect and just off the court and staying in the moment? What, what, how would you define that? You know, you, you don't want to um, get too big-headed. You want to stay coachable. You want to make sure that you're you know, not too big-headed around campus thinking that, you know, that you have arrived. Um, this thing could go south quick. Um, you don't want to take the game for granted. Um, you know, you don't know what's going to be taken away from you. So you want to stay humble. Um, Got to understand that you haven't accomplished anything yet. Stay, stay humble. Um, because this thing can go south quick. You know, one weekend it can go south. So we got to prepare. We got to stay disciplined. We got to understand that we haven't accomplished anything yet. Um, and that we got a big game coming up. So continue to be coachable. Continue to be good people around campus. Um, and continue to come in every single day and practice with a chip on your shoulder. The Braves got it done 75-60. to 60. The Braves playing really well. We'll talk about some of the injury situations with this team. We'll look at the standings, and we'll look ahead to Texas Southern and Prairie View. We play TSU here Monday night on HBCU Go. And Landon Bussey's former place of employment always seems to bring out the best in Landon Bussey. I don't know how fired up he is already with Coach Smith rolling in here. So we'll talk all about that, the standings and the likes. You can give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can tweet a question, Tallman Radio. We have a text question, too, Coach. We'll get to that after this. Time out here on the Land and Bussy Show. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Oakland Braves football. For the best in down-home cooking like Grandmama used to do, you need to stop one by the Old Country Store. And see Mr. D and his staff. You'll be glad you did. I'm getting hungry just by talking about it. The Old Country Store is open daily for dining or carry out. And when you go by, tell Mr. D you heard on WBRL 91.7 FM. The Old Country Store is located Highway 61 in Lorman, Mississippi. Look for the marquee picture of Mr. D holding that famous fried chicken. And when you go by, ask him to sing the grandmama song. That's the Old Country Store open for business. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Alcorn Braves football. And remember to please be safe. All right, welcome back to the Land and Bussy program live from the Davio Whitney Arena. Don't forget, folks, don't miss any news on your favorite Braves teams. Visit the Allcorn Athletics website, allcornsports.com, and join the Braves Facebook and Twitter pages to stay on top of all the news with Allcorn Sports. Well, Coach, you know, you've talked about this. You know, we only have two more home games left, and you talk about enjoy the moment, cherish the moment for these seniors. It's the final two games here on this floor. And uh, so you want to enjoy that. You want them to enjoy that. But you talk about enjoying the process, respect the process, because you never know when it changes. You never know when it could end. And the fact we only have two more home games here. Yeah, we got two home games left. Uh, want to make sure we um, going out with a bang. Want to make sure we continue to protect home court. Um, and we want to make sure that, you know, these seniors are going off the right way. So hopefully um, 
Well, hopefully we have a good crowd Saturday. Hopefully come in and do what we're supposed to do um, by playing hard and uh, representing Alcorn basketball um, the way we should. So, you know, you know, we just got to get back to, you know, making sure we practice hard, staying disciplined, staying focused, get to the film room, try to continue to be clicking on all cylinders again. So the senior day will be honored Saturday. Yes, Saturday. we'll have senior night Saturday. Um, so, you know, families who are from out of town and they able to come down to um, see their um, sons and their loved ones um, and honor them for um, senior night. Well, Coach, we got a comment from the text line. Great job having the big, bad Braves ready to go this weekend. The Braves Nation enjoyed this win. Hashtag beat all corn. That was just uh, from the uh, from the text line. Obviously, folks really enjoyed that, you know, beating Jackson State. We all know what that means. And so that was a, a huge win, obviously. And you want to keep it going. And as you continue to do that, Coach, you want to be as healthy as you can. So let's talk about that. Um, let's start with. Keandre Montgomery, I get asked about it every day, after every game. What is his status right now? Um, a status as far as what? Uh, is he gonna is he returning to the roster? What is his? I don't his know. Status? I haven't I haven't made my mind up if um, you know. I'll meet my staff tomorrow to figure out what what's it, what's it, what's plans for him next. Um, talked to my team about it uh, yesterday. Um, but my staff and I uh, will meet with him. I'll make the final call to see if um, to see if he's going to finish the season out with us or not. Um, you know, but you know, guys have to understand and talk to him all the time that you you got to come in here and you got to be a good teammate for one. You have to um, be bought in to the program and all about the team, not yourself. And so, um, just got to continue instilling in guys and hold guys accountable. And guys who can't do that, um, they have to move on. It's very simple. So you're going to have to uh, follow along with my guidelines, follow along with um, the culture of this program, or you're going to have to step to the side. And so, um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't made my mind up. Um, but I'll meet with my staff, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make a call, and, you know, and we'll just go from there. Have you talked to him directly? Absolutely not. Focus on the guys who, who want, who's, who's bought into winning the championship. Focus on the guys who's here. Can't can't focus on guys who's not here. You know, you got to focus on guys who can help this program move forward. And not one person on this team is big in this program. I didn't. Everybody at some point in time, probably besides probably about a few guys, had had to be held accountable. And for me to really um, let them know that. Um, this program is built off of um, a collective team unit. The thing about it is, for me is that he had been playing really well uh, up until start, you know, th this latest thing, whatever it is. He'd been playing well, been shooting the ball well. He hit, hit a couple of big free throws, uh, you know, to help us kind of to help us uh, against Florida A&M. So he'd been, to me, it seemed like he'd been playing really well on the court. He'd been playing well. Yeah, but. That that don't mean nothing to me. You gotta do it the right. You gotta do the right thing. Okay, Dominic Bruton. Um, he was at practice today. Um, what is his? What's the latest on Dominic Bruton getting back? Just uh, really, you know, really want him to get back on the court. Um, feel bad for him. He was he was playing really well. Um, he's a guy who does everything the right way. Good character kid. Um, you know, he sees the doctor Friday to try to get cleared. Um, he was out here shooting a little bit yesterday. Um, so you know. Hopefully he's doing what he's supposed to do as far as treatment-wise to get back on the court. He say he is. I'm not sure if he is or not, but he's a guy who um, understands what he needs to do to get back on the court. He understands that he sees the doctor to get clear Friday, and I'm just praying that the doctor clear on Friday. But like the same thing I told him, just because that doctor clear you Friday, that don't mean I'm going to play you. I, if I don't feel that, that you're moving well, if I don't feel that, you know, that you're in good condition, if I don't feel as though – that um, I'm not going to put him out there and he, you know, going to re-injure himself or, you know, so. Um, but I hope the doctor do clear him. Hopefully he's able to get back on the court pretty soon because um, we need him. What's what's the test for you when, okay, so the doctor clears to get out here and, and you're watching a player. I mean, that has to be Dominic Bruton, but it could be any player. What What's the litmus test for you uh, when a player is ready to go in your mind? Um, you know, a lot of limping, just like um, J.K. Um, against the Valley game. J.K. wanted to play, but 
I didn't let him play because I saw him limping and shooting around. Limping and um, keep grabbing and touching their injuries, not moving at your full pace, um, kind of catering to that, you know, whatever linear injury you have. Um, for one, I don't want them guys to um, be out longer than what they have to be by re-injuring it because they're not 100% healthy. So um, I just evaluate them based off of how they move and how they look. All right, and so Wade, uh, was that practice today? Wade was doing a little stuff behind the scenes. What is, what is his status? Uh, hopefully hopefully he gets back on the court soon, too. We really need him. Um, we really need him. He's one, you know, we need him bad because he's a tough. Um, he's just like a guy like Byron. Um, he don't get a lot of credit, but, you know, Wade is a guy who sits down and guard and defend. And downhill guy get to the basket. Um, he could play with Byron. Um, you know, both of them guys are pit bulls on the, on, on the ball. Both of them guys can sit down and guard and defend. So um, he hasn't been healthy since Pine Bluff, too. No, Valley. He hasn't been healthy since Valley. So, you know, it's, I mean, that's seen about three months from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah, like it, yeah. Just trying to get all these guys back on the court, you know. You know, them guys, you know, they good good locker room guys, good teammates. Um you know, you feel bad for them guys that, you know, they, you know, continue to get injured and things like that. But, you know, I think we're doing a good job of um, keeping this ship above water um, while these guys aren't um, healthy. And everybody – this – we got four games left in the regular season. Everybody in the country is banged up. It's how you deal with it. Yeah, and I tell these guys all the time, at this point in time, if you're not hurt, you're not, you're not playing hard enough. If you're not hurt – you're not playing hard enough. I'm, everybody's hurt. You know, Dontrell's hurt. Byron's hurt. DK, hand and wrist is all wrapped up. JK, foot, um, crunchy, you know, all beat up. Everybody's hurt. Um, but, you know, it's different between being hurt and injured. So, um, just want these guys to understand that, you know, you got to take care of your body. You know, you got to make sure that you go get treatment. You go take ice baths. That you're not standing outside in that parking lot to you know, one, two in the morning. You're going to go get your rest and laying down because you got to attack the weights. You got to attack, you know, practice and things like that. So just overall, just want to um, – guys got to do a better job of just making sure they're doing a good job of taking care of their body. And today I saw Devin Carter off to the side. What What is his situation? Um, he said he sprained his ankle, so he's just trying to get back healthy as well too. Um, he's hurt, um, sprained his ankle. Um, Daryl Jordan sprained his ankle. Um, so he's been out. So, you know, we, had, we only had, what, 10 guys in practice today? Because you got Trevin out. You got Devin out. You got Daryl out. You got DJ Bruton out. Um, of course, Dre wasn't here. Um, so we, we had, you know, we found a way just to get by. And you're at home here against Prairie View and Texas Southern. So let's look at what we got coming up, Coach. You've got Prairie View A&M coming in and Prairie View. That first meeting was something. You know, that was one of the, the big comebacks. We were down five with 40. We're down eight with four minutes left, either eight or ten. We are down five with about 47 seconds left and came back and won that game in overtime. So when you look at the Panthers, you look at Will Douglas, uh, you look at Augustine, you look at Harding, you look at uh, uh, Ricky Nelson, who played in the last game, and you look at Yahusas Rosas, the Texas Southern transfer i think he had over 20 points in that first meeting so what do you see in preview of that which you maybe didn't see in the first go round um they're a team who um is on a what, two game winning streak mm-hmm. was it three i don't know two um two game winning streak who is um starting to get rolling or at the right time i'm the same thing with texas southern you know you expect them them teams who have championship pedigree championship coaches um to make a run and make a push at getting in the swag tournament. So now they want to make a push as far as winning it. Um, so, you know, you just got to continue just to do what you believe in, um, do what you're good at, and just practicing and uh, watch a film. And But Purview's the team who um, does a good job of shooting the ball. Um, I think Will Douglas um, was player of the week this week. So he's coming in on fire, so we just want to slow him down a little bit. Preview right now, a 7C. They're 7 and 8. There's a three way tie for 8th UAPB, Bethune, Cookman, Bama State. Texas Southern is also 7 and 8. So, Texas Southern on Monday. And, Coach, you made a prediction early in the year when Texas Southern was 0 and 5. 
and you told me, look out, when Texas Southern is healthy and they get rolling, not only will they make the tournament, they could be a top five team. That was that's what that was your prediction. And right now, Texas Southern at seven and eight, they are one game out of fifth place. Yeah, I mean that team is a, a, a championship team, championship coach, got championship players. Um, they just find a way to win. They're gonna find a way to win. They're back healthy, and they're gonna find a way to win. So, not surprised. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, coach. How important is this here? Senior day. I mean, you want to, you know, you want that's going to be celebrated on Saturday. You were the hottest team, the hottest thing going in the conference. Everyone's looking to see what Alcorn's going to do or not do, whatever the case. Keeping this team in the moment. You're not healthy. Um, was that practice today? I mean, you were pretty hard on a Tuesday. You're you're pretty hard on a Tuesday. You know, I'm thinking, well. I know you're going to go hard, but it's just Tuesday. Maybe starting tomorrow. You kind of went after it pretty hard today on a Tuesday, some four days before the game. Yeah, we about to go hard tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. About to get after it. Too much at stake. Don't want these guys to take their foot off the gas. We got to keep that edge. We got to keep that tough. We got to keep that intensity. I'm not really big on saving legs. You know, a lot of coaches believe in save your legs, save your legs. I have never been a firm believer in that. If you want to save your legs, go get in the ice bath, go get some treatment, get some rest that night. But for that hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, we're going to get after it. We're going, we're, we're going to get after it. It's going to be a tough practice. And because um, you we want that stuff to carry over to the game. You know, can't, you know, I don't believe in cutting on, cutting it off, cutting it on. No. I want to be at one pace um, on all the time. You want to be full tilt 24-7. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want these guys to make sure that, we, that we're like that in the game. Uh, you, you worked, obviously – you know, at Prairie View, and, you know, you were very excited, obviously, after we won that game, after it looked like we were in trouble down five with 40 seconds left. Does the Prairie, when you, the times that we played Prairie View, whether it's in the tournament last year or when we played Prairie View, I mean, I can share a story in which you were the first year here, you were at Prairie View's practice here. The game was ca canceled because of COVID, but uh, Coach Smith pointed you out and said the guy that built this Prairie View system was you. Um, does that game generate more butterflies for you knowing that you know the, that coach coach smith and some of the players that are still there does it does does it does it turn your belt a little bit more than the other ones because no. of no no it's just another game to me um another team in front of us who's trying to knock us off what we're trying to do it's very simple um, we're going to get their best shot and we're going to give them our best shot and may the best team win what did you learn from coach smith the, the years you were the lead assistant there for, for a number of years. What did you learn? Because I get the sense I watch Coach Smith, I watch you. They're like mere images of each other, you know. He's fiery, brimstone. You're fiery and brimstone. Is that where you got that or were you always that way as a coach? Where, where did that, you know, was, was that was that the case there for you? Um, of course, you know, when you're working, um, when you're an assistant coach and you're, you know, you're working under head coach, of course, there's a lot of things that you'll take um, when you get your own program. Um, things that you would take, things that you wouldn't take. So it was a lot of things that I took. Well, one thing I took was just the defensive intensity um, that you that you wanted to instill in the program, um, changing away from the offensive mindset to defensive mindset. I'm also just finding tough guys. Um, so I think we got some tough guys here. I think we did a great job of just recruiting toughness. That's the biggest thing right now. Uh, we don't have the most talented team. Um, I think we just got a tough team. A lot of these teams that we're playing got way more talented than us. We just got tough guys. So that was one of the things, just toughness and um, stealing um, defense in our program that I would say that I took from um, Prairie View and Coach Smith. Should be a fun couple of games here. The last two games at home of the regular season. It's not the way the SWAC format used to be in which the top four seeds would host a tournament game here, all games in Birmingham. Braves trying to protect first place, grambling right on our heels. Let's get it done. Coach, let's get it done. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. That's the Landon Bussy program here on the Brace Sports Network. Glad you can join us. We'll talk to you next Tuesday night as we get ready for Valley and, and Pine Bluff on a Thursday and a Saturday night, the final week of the regular season. That'll do it for the Landon Bussy program. For our producers, Jamario Brooks and Cedric Tillman, I'm Charles Edmond. We'll talk to you next week. So long.